So we are in the season of divine increase. Look at someone and tell them divine increase on every side. And the Lord gave us Deuteronomy chapter 6 for the year. And in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 10, it says, The Lord your God will soon bring you into the land He swore to give you when He made a vow to your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It is a land with large, prosperous cities that you did not build. Houses will be richly stocked with goods you did not produce. You will draw water from cisterns you did not dig. And you will eat vineyards and olive trees that you did not plant. Look at somebody and tell them, warning. When you have eaten your fill in the land, be careful. Do not forget the Lord who rescued you from slavery in Egypt. You must fear the Lord your God and serve Him. And so it's very important that in our abundance that we don't forget God. How do you forget God? Right? How do you forget Him? Do, is it is you don't think about Him all day? Is that how you forget God? If He's saying that we're not supposed to forget Him, how do we not forget Him? Well, it says in verse 1, These are the commands, decrees, regulations that the Lord your God has commanded me to teach you. When you forget the Word of God, you forget God because God and His Word are one. You see, when you discipline yourself to follow the Word of the Lord, what begins to happen is God prospers you because you're aligning yourself with righteousness and there's nothing else but blessing that hits your life. But the minute that you begin to disobey God, you get comfortable in your abundance, you become comfortable and lackadaisy about certain things, and you start compromising and letting things slide. That's how you begin to forget God. And the minute that you start letting things slide, oh, I'm going to do, I'm, I don't need to do that anymore. That's, you know, and you start backsliding. You start slipping away from the things that you were standing on, believing on. Living righteously before the Lord. And then what ends up happening is before you know it, you're in a pit and you, you are regretting that you walked away from the Lord. And that's how you forget God. So it's important for you. If you're going to remember the Lord, you've got to remember to obey His Word. And when the Holy Ghost nudges you and says, uh-uh, don't do that. Everybody take your right hand, put it on your belly. When you're about to do something that God, if you got the God, the Holy Ghost on the inside of you, you're saved. You're about to do something. There's a check that happens right here in your heart. Who knows that check? It's that little, still, small voice that says, no, don't do that. And you have to make a decision. I'm either going to obey the check and follow the leading of the Holy Ghost, or I'm going to disobey. And if you override the Holy Spirit nudging your conscience a couple of times... He's not going to warn you anymore. You sear your conscience. And when you do that, now you're in your own playing field. God's not warning you anymore and you're in dangerous territory. Can I get an amen? And so it's very important that we remember the Lord our God. And so this year, this season of divine increase, the way that we got into divine increase, it didn't just happen. Look at the person next to you and say, nothing just happens. It's not just like suddenly angels come out of the sky. Suddenly breakthroughs happen. No, everything happens by faith. Say by faith. God rewards those who diligently seek Him. Say God is a rewarder. 
of those who diligently seek Him. Say, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Anyone who comes to Him must believe that He exists and that He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. In the book of Genesis, with God talking to Noah, He said, as long as the earth remains, there will be seed, time, and harvest. There will be seasons. Look at somebody and tell them, everything works by sowing and reaping. The book of Galatians tells us that God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, he will reap. If he sows into the flesh, he'll reap death and corruption. If he sows into the spirit, he'll reap life everlasting. Amen. And so it's important for you to know that if we're in a season of divine increase, it didn't just suddenly happen. We did something to get here, right? And so we've been talking about increase in different areas. We spoke about an increase in divine health. We've spoken about increase in our relationships. We've spoken about increase in business. We've been speaking about increase in revelation, increase in our relationship with God, God filling our vats, God giving us all kinds of brand new things. Who stepped into some brand new things this year? Anybody? We just stepped into our brand new house a couple of weeks ago. After 24 years of Missy and I being together, we finally have our first home. Six months ago, I was living in a garage. And I was in the, the garage for three years. In my in-law's garage. Do you know why we moved into the garage? Because we wanted to move my brother-in-law out of his business into our business. So shut your business down and come and take our school to the next level. And we also had a vanna here from South Africa. So we were like 10 people living in the house. It was like 90210, baby. Friends, <laughs> right? There is a price you pay for the things God wants to give you. Are you with me? And there, it, nothing just happens. You have to pay a price. And there are things that God doesn't necessarily, you don't think that God will make you do. But God wants to test your heart. He's going to check your heart first before he pours out the increase. And um, the Lord had spoken to us and <laughs> he said, I want you to give a year's worth of wages. I was reading the story about the woman with the alabaster jar of expensive perfume. She came and broke it over the feet of Jesus. It was worth a year's worth of wages. The disciples looked at that and said, what a waste. But Jesus saw it as worship. What, when you're greedy and a thief, you'll see people taking money and pouring it on the church upon Jesus. And they'll say, what a waste. Because their hearts aren't really for the ministry, they're for themselves. Because Judas was a thief and he was stealing the money from the bag. So let's get a year's worth of wages so I can get a little bit more in my pocket. 
And Jesus said, leave her alone. She's, she's done something amazing. She's anointed me for my death and my burial. And I'm reading the story and the Lord said to me, I want you to give a year's worth of wages. And I was like, you know, you want to ignore that statement, but you know, you heard the voice of the Lord. What do you mean a year's worth of wages? So I went and took a look at what had come in from the church from the year prior. And it was like $125,000 that had come in through tithes and offerings. So I came to the church and I said, listen, the Lord's spoken to us. We're going to give a year's worth of wages. This year, we're going to give $125,000. How do you go from bringing in $125,000 to now the very next year giving $125,000? So I said, Lord, I don't know how that's going to happen, but I trust you. And so I didn't count. I didn't calculate. I just declared what what the Lord had said. I began to speak it to the church. And in that year, our income went from 125 the previous year to like over 300 in that next year. And by the end of the year, we had given 220,000 into other ministries. That was seed that we put in the ground because the Lord spoke to us. And so coming into this year, we're in a year of divine increase. We're reaping on what was sown the year before. And there's people who are joining the church brand new now in this season. I, I want you to tap into what God is doing here. Amen. There's this new season that we're stepping into of sowing into the things of the Spirit. And it's not just money. Look at somebody and say, it's not just money. It's your time. It's your talents. It's your treasure. It's your tongue. Giving yourself to putting your hand, everything God has given you to what God is doing. And when you get behind God's vision, when you get behind what God wants to do in a, through a ministry, oh my goodness, God will bring the increase into your life. God will not be mocked. Whatever a man sows, he will reap. And if you sow it into the things of the Spirit, you're going to reap life everlasting. And so coming into this year, you know, last year the Lord said divine increase. Coming into this year, what's really been amazing was we launched Club Pure South Africa. That is supernatural. For us to be able to now have a center in South Africa, my home country, and for it to be up and running and everything cruising the way it's going, getting ready to launch a preschool now over there. It took us over here from 2009 2009 to like 2013, 14, before we launched the preschool. We were just running before and after school care. Took us like five years to get to that next level. And then from the preschool to launching the school, that was 2019 that we launched the school. So within six months, we've launched after school care and we're getting ready to launch preschool. That's an acceleration. Are you with me? So who knows how long it's going to be before we launch a school over there. Why? Because we already have the model. It's already set. It's already structured. It's already working. All we have to do is now plug and play. And what's really, really cool is the Bible says here, houses you didn't build, wells you didn't dig. We didn't have to go sign the paperwork on that church over there. We didn't have to raise that ministry up over there. It was already done. But through covenant relationship, we just brought our peace to the puzzle. And because when we partnered together and we worked together on the covenant of love, everybody say the covenant of love. 
It's not a worldly contract about making money. It's a covenant with God to win the world to Him. And when you get behind God's vision to tell others about Jesus and disciple them in the things of the kingdom, oh, you're on track for increase in every area of your life. But there are seasons and there are times where God asks you to surrender and to sacrifice where it doesn't feel good. Oh, Lord, I I don't think that's God. Can't be God. What do you mean, Lord? We're starting the ministry and we have to give up our house? When we launch the ministry, you know, the Lord shows you what's to come. You see the end from the beginning and you're like, so excited. Yes, we're going to take over the world. And then reality hits and you have to walk step by step. I remember writing out the whole vision. It took me an hour. I sat with my brother-in-law. I wrote out the vision. He sat there patiently and listened to me. I put out the whole chart where everything was going to be. And And after 45 minutes of just pouring vision out, he flipped the page over. The 11 by 17 page over. And he drew two blocks. And he said, that's where you want to go. But wake up. This is where you are. He stabbed me in the heart that day. I'm still suffering from that moment of humiliation. I've tried to heal, but I just can't get over it. Not even the Lord can help me on this one. (laughs) But it's so good when you realize where you are, right? And the steps you need to take to where you're going. And that piece of paper, we've covered that piece of paper and more. Amen. But there's constant growth that's happening around here. And it's going to take people surrendering their lives and partnering to get the work done. Amen. And so look at the person next to you and say, you're not here by accident. God has got you here for a purpose. And there is a work to be done. We have three processes here at Pure. Number one, we want to get you from the community into the church. That's process number one. Process number two, we want to get you from sitting to serving. And process number three, we want to get you from serving to leading. Because we need leaders in the body of Christ that are going to make a difference. Look at the person next to you and tell them, you're a leader. I don't know if you know this. If you stick around, you're going to be leading something pretty soon. And people are starting to leave the building. You know, another cool thing that happened when the Lord said divine increase on every side, we're flying to launch Club Pure South Africa, and my wife had it in her heart to launch a microgreen farm-to-table concept. We want to start being able to produce um, our own fruits, vegetables, and stuff right here on our property and maybe get more property. And we were talking about it. She was talking to her dad about it and pretty excited about it. And the next thing we knew... We connected with this lady that's down in Jupiter somewhere. And um, unfortunately, her and her husband were going through a divorce. They were selling the house. She had a microgreen business that she had started. And she had it up and running with customers and everything. All the work had been done. And she needed to get rid of it. And so we, we arrived back from Launching Club here in South Africa. We went and picked, we purchased it. Uh, it was like 25 grand to purchase the business from her. We brought, we'd shipped those trailers over here. Within three weeks, we were producing and already shipping stuff to businesses. Houses we didn't build, 
Wells, we didn't, we didn't have to do it. It was already done for us. Just brought it, turnkey, operating. That's divine increase. You don't have to do it by the sweat of your brow. It's already been done. And this is what happens. When people in the world don't have covenant with God, they're on shaky ground. And the things that they build, eventually, they can't sustain it. They lose things. So whenever there's a shaking going on in the earth, don't be worried. It's God just releasing resources that have been prepared for you to grab hold of and, and plug and play. <clears throat> Every time the financial realm shakes, I get happy. Because the gold is his, the silver is his, and he shakes it loose to put, put it in the hands of righteous people. So if you're not righteous, you better get right. Because it's going to cost you. I'm telling you, it's just how it works. It all comes to nothing at the end of the day. <clears throat> so it's important that you get connected to God's plans and purposes. And if you'll get behind the vision of winning people to the Lord, you'll never be broke another day in your life. You start serving God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. It is impossible for you not to increase in your life. There is a something supernatural that happens. And if you ever get to hear the voice of God and God tells you to do something and you obey Him, I'm telling you right now, there's no stopping you. Because what God watches over His Word to perform it. When God says something, it's established. It's something that's already done. As long as you keep walking towards what God said, it'll become a reality. Because God has already set everything up for you to have what He said. Look at the person next to you and say, you've got to learn how to live by faith. Living by faith is not living by your senses. Living by your senses is what your eyes see, what you smell, what's in your bank account, what the people tell you. You use your senses for brushing your teeth and, you know, everyday stuff. But the life that you live, you need to live in Christ. And the way you live is by faith. That means you live by the words written in the Bible. <clears throat> And you live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And that's what we do here at Pure. We teach you how to hear the voice of God for yourself. We, we get every blockage out of your heart so that you, there's nothing standing between you and the Lord. And if you can come into that relationship with God where you know His voice and you obey His voice, you'll be successful. There's no stress. Because it's not by your own sweat. It's not by your own ability. It's by what God said and there's grace attached to it. Can I get an amen? Look at somebody and say, nothing just happens. And in the realm of the spirit, the way things happen or the, or the way that things happen is through faith. Everybody say faith. And so <clears throat> we're getting ready for pure conference, which is going to be happening In the month of September. And it's going to happen the September 22nd through the 24th. It's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And the week before Pure Conference, we, uh, we're going to take some time to fast and pray. The, the word fast is not how quick you can run. You would say fasting. That's where you deny your body food. So I don't want to just have a conference. I want you to walk out of that conference different, okay? And if you just show up the Friday and it's like, okay, I'm here, 
entertain me. <laughs> Bring it, you know? Like, like it's like I'm a genie or something and we're going to bring the magic. No, you have to position yourself now for that conference that's coming, right? And I've already been preparing our members of the church for like three months. I started already. Why is this conference so important? Because in the month of September, October, every year, the Lord speaks to me personally about what's coming the following year. It's like clockwork. So the Lord's, this Divine Increase series that we've been doing this year came last year, September, October. And so I want to get the whole church plugged into the cycle of how God talks to me, when God talks to me. And I'm teaching you how to receive from the Lord before New Year's Eve. Most people on New Year's Eve are making New Year's resolutions. But September, October, the Lord's already depositing in me what's coming for the following year. And by New Year's, we're clicking in. We're not preparing to click in. Does that make sense? And so there's certain things that I do to get ready for that. And so we've put our pure conference right on Rosh Hashanah. We've put it on the Day of Atonement. We've got our conference going for the Jewish New Year that happens around September, October each year. And I don't know how, but that's just the timing the Lord talks to me. He doesn't go by the Gregorian calendar with me on New Year's Eve, giving me the word for the new year. And so I flow with how God talks to me. I don't flow with whatever anybody else is doing when everyone else is having conferences. You know, just because it's Father's Day or Mother's Day doesn't mean, you know, we do Father's Day, Mother's Day things. I talk about what God wants to tell the people. Are you with me? We're not some seeker-sensitive church. We're a spirit-led church where we hear the voice of God and we obey God. Can I get an amen? We're not here to entertain ourselves. We're here to, to hear from heaven and to obey orders. We're going to stand before the Lord one day. And the last thing, Pastor Selena said it. She said, teachers are going to be judged more strictly. There is no way that I'm standing before the Lord one day. And he said, you just entertain people. And made things comfortable. You didn't actually give him a word from me. You took words from other people. You went to sermoncentral.com and preached all your messages from there. Depart from me. I never knew you. There's no way I'm going to hell. After all of I've given up, I am not spending eternity in hell. Not for nobody. Nobody, nobody. If you think God is good, right, and, and, and He is, and He's got blessing on all kinds of great things. I mean, just think about food, for instance, right? It, we have to eat three, you don't have to eat three times, but we eat three times a day. Some six, seven, eight times a day. But God could have made food really boring, like two flavors, I mean, it could have made life really, really boring, you know. you got to eat, but I'm just going to make it miserable for you to eat. No. I mean, he's got flavors. You know what I mean? He's got all this blessing of flavor that we get to enjoy. Right? And, um, I mean, he could have made it really painful. But if God knows how to, if he knows how to do good things for you, he also knows how to hurt you. And so think about punishment for a second. 
I don't want to be punished in hellfire with demons for eternity. There's no way I'm going there. And there's no way I'm letting you go there. You are not going to go to hell if you hang around pure. Can I get an amen? And if I start losing my mind, my leaders around me will tell me I'm losing my mind and they'll find somebody to replace me. Amen. But you're still not going to hell. And so in preparing for the conference, you have to position yourself. You, start, you have to start getting things ready for that weekend. And one of the things that we're doing is we're preparing an offering of faith for the Lord. Say a faith offering. So how do you do that? The Bible says that God gives seed to the sower. Look at somebody and say, God gives seed to the sower. So if you make a decision that you're going to be a sower, God will get the seed to you. It's not I have to go work three jobs to get a little extra money so I can sow seed. Do you know that God can supernaturally provide seed for you to sow? Peter needed some money one day, so he said, listen, why don't you go down to the river, throw in a line, the first fish you catch, open its mouth, you'll find a coin, and you can pay our taxes. Wouldn't that be cool, that God give you a strategy to go to a river and find the money you need to pay your tax bill? There's provision available to you. You just got to know where to find it. And if you make a decision, God, I, I want to sow seed, then God will get that seed to you. Something that I do is I don't just say, God, I want to sow $5,000. Can you please give it to me? I say, Lord, what do you want me to sow? You should try it. Say this. Say, Heavenly Father, pure conference is coming. What do you want me to sow? And if you'll just listen and wait on the Lord, He'll tell you what to sow. So well, how do I know? It'll pop right into your heart. A number will drop right into your spirit. And usually when God gives you a number, it's not comfortable. Because if it is comfortable, then you don't need him. Smile and wave, boys. Say it's a faith offering. A faith offering is outside of your ability, guys. This is where you need God's help. And that's the best kind of place to put yourself in. Why? Because then you know that you're trusting the Lord for the resources to do it. Then you get an envelope. You take one of our envelopes and you write on it, Faith Seed, the Lord said on this day to give this much. Father, I'm trusting you for the money. And then when the money comes in over and above what you're currently doing, you say, Lord, I'll put it into the envelope. That's how this thing works. Look at somebody and say, make sure that when you pray and ask the Lord for the seed to sow, that you don't eat the seed. And then what happens is the extra money comes in and then you forgot what you wrote on your envelope. Amen. But if you'll just position your heart and say, God, I really want to sow into the conference. Uh, will you give me the seed to sow? What do you want me to sow? Okay, Lord, that's, I'm uncomfortable with that. Then you just start saying, Lord, I thank you today. When you wake up in the morning, I thank you today for the resources to meet the seed that you told me to sow. And you trust him. And as it comes in extra, you put it in there. And you will be surprised how the Lord will provide. And when he provides, then you can say, I know him as provider. Another thing 
that's important to do is you've got to start preparing yourself for this conference using your words. Everybody say my words. The story in the book of Mark chapter 5 with a woman with the issue of blood, she heard about things that Jesus was doing and she said to herself, if I can touch the hem of his garment, then I would be made whole. So this woman had a, an issue where she was sick for 12 years. She had some bleeding condition. She had been to every physician. She didn't get any better. She only got worse. And um, she had wasted most of her money. And she heard that Jesus was doing these miracles. So she heard about Jesus touching other people's lives. And she said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, then I'll be made whole too. But she went one step further. She left her house. Jesus was coming down the streets, crowds pressing on him. She pressed through the crowds. She was probably on her hands and knees, crawling through the feet to touch the hem of his garment. They had long robes that they wore. And so grabbing his garment, Jesus turns around in the crowd and says, who touched me? And what you need to understand is when you're famous and you've got crowds of people touching you, the disciples think he's nuts. What do you mean who touched you? There's hundreds of people wanting your autograph, Jesus. He said, no, somebody touched me with faith because I felt power leave me. And that woman received an instant miracle in her body. She came before Jesus, trembling in fear, told him the story, and he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you whole. And so coming into the Pure Conference, this is what I believe. Can you put up the slide for that quickly? The Lord has given me Habakkuk, and I'll read you the scripture. And I want you to start preparing for this. Look at the person next to you and say, you got to get ready for this. Habakkuk. And it says here in verse 1, I will climb up to my watchtower and I will stand at my guard post. And there I will wait to see what the Lord is saying and how he will answer my complaint. And I'm going to be sharing an encounter that I had with the Lord and a tower and we're going to be talking about positioning ourselves to see what the Lord is saying. Look at the person next to you and say, you need to position yourself. You need to prepare yourself for pure conference because we're about to see. And you got to say it. Come on. I'm trying to help you here. Say, we're about to see what the Lord is saying for 2024. Look at somebody else and say, we are positioning ourselves right now for Pure Conference, which is several weeks away. And we're preparing ourselves so when the conference happens, we're going to see what the Lord has to say about 2024. And the Lord is going to speak to you. So, number one, get your offering ready. Get a faith offering ready. You say, why is that important? Because nothing happens without an offering. You're going to go to a new level. The Lord's going to require something of you that you've never done before. It's just how it works. There's no other way. The Bible says if you're not faithful with unrighteous mammon, then who will entrust you the true riches of heaven? If you can't believe God for money, how do you believe him for the anointing? 
And so you've got to start with believing God for the resources for seed to sow. That's why we're taking this time. I don't want you to get to the conference and then look at what you have in your bank account and, oh, honey, we have an extra $100. Let's give that. That's fine. I mean, that's great, but that's not getting your breakthrough. That's not the stuff I'm preaching. I'm talking about you knowing what's coming in 2024 for you and your family, so you're 12 months ahead of the curve. You say, well, I don't know if that's possible. Oh, it's possible. The Lord's already showing me 15 years what's getting ready to happen in our ministry, and we're preparing for that to happen. Can I get an amen? So it's not hard for the Lord to show you 12 months. The Lord will give you strategies. The Lord will give you wisdom. The Lord will show you what to watch out for. And the Lord will speak to you through the whole process and lead you and guide you till you tap what the Lord wants to give you. Listen, people go to psychics. People go to their horoscopes. They read fortune cookies. They do all these crazy things to find out the future. And I want you to know and understand that before you were formed in your mother's womb, God already knew you. And he wrote in a book called the Book of Life. It has your name on it. Every day, everything he planned for you to experience and walk in. You can read it in the book of Psalms. You did not arrive on this planet without a plan or provision for your life. You are fully provided for. You were created with talents, gifts, and abilities for a specific purpose. And if you ever discover who you are and what you were designed for and click into that, you, I'm telling you, it's over for the devil. It's over for, for your motive for waking up in the morning. All your financial problems will be over. Your stress levels will be gone. Your whole life will change because you click into who you are in Christ Jesus and there's no stress in there. It's rest. And I want this whole church to step into it. I'm not just, Missy and I, we live in it. And it's taken us it's taken me over 20 years to figure this thing out. I've been doing this for a long time. And now I know how to do it. And so that's why I'm teaching you how to do it so that you can come out of Egypt, go through the wilderness and get into your promised land with a tour guide instead of you trying to figure out how to do it all by yourself. Can I get an amen? And so I'm giving you clear direction on how this thing works. And I'm giving it to you now so that you're positioning and you're preparing for it so that you can reap the benefit of it. So number one, get an offering ready. Get an envelope. Say, Lord, what do you want me to give? If the Lord gives you an amount, then you're daily saying, Lord, I thank you today for the provision for the seed to put in the envelope to sow when we get to Pure Conference. I'm not doing an offering Friday, Saturday, morning, night. I'm doing one offering on a Saturday night. That's it. Look at the person next to you say, one offering. Because I'm not trying to milk the cow here, you know, three days. Bring one offering. Lord, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm believing for. Write on your envelope. Father, I thank you. When I get to that pure conference, you're going to speak to me about 2024. You're going to give me clarity. You're going to show me what's to come. Can I get an amen? And then we're going to be fasting. You want to know what's coming in 2024, but you won't skip a meal. You know what's really interesting? <clears throat> People don't ask their doctor if they should drink a bottle of wine. I need to check if it's going to be good for my health. But the minute your pastor says skip a meal, 
I got to check with my doctor. I'm not sure if that's good for my health. Do you know that when you came out of your mother's womb, <laughs> you would cry for food? Every time you got hungry, it was, because that pain in the stomach calls out to you and you're like, Aah! let everybody know I'm hungry. Do you know we still do it? Your kids will say, I'm hungry. It's that same little cry that's there, you know. And there has to come a day where you tell your stomach to shut up. I know it's a tough crowd. It's a really, really tough crowd. But if you can never tell your stomach no, you'll never be able to say no to any other temptation that comes across your life. Let me say that over here because I have one man applauding. If you can never tell your stomach no, you'll never say no to every other temptation that comes across your life. You want to break temptation? Tell your stomach no. I'm just dropping truth bombs on buildings. I'm starting a nuclear war. It's apocalyptic. I want to see you get your breakthrough. And so I'm not preaching some high in the pie message here. I'm giving you the basics, and if you'll take it and apply it, you'll see that what I'm talking about is true, and you'll get your breakthroughs. Amen? Because I told you I'm not going to hell. That means I can't lie to you. Your words are going to be very important in the next six weeks. Look at somebody and tell them your words are going to be important. And so you're going to start speaking your breakthrough. You're going to start declaring what it is that you're believing for. Because when you get to the conference and you have your offering ready, right? Um, and you're going to be praying and asking God. You read the story about Cornelius in the book of Acts. Um, he has an encounter with an angel one day. And an angel tells him, you need to go find Peter. And he's going to tell you and your household how to be saved. But you know why he got that encounter and why salvation came to his household? Because God said to him, your prayers and your giving have come up as a memorial before me. Your prayers, what we're doing, we're praying, we're talking to God, and we're preparing our giving. When they come together, they come before God as a, as a memorial. God sees your giving and your prayers, and then he has to answer you. Guys. His whole household got saved. And so when you will be a giver and you will use your prayers, you will make declarations, you will use your faith, you will talk to the Lord about the things you're believing Him for, you'll see the Lord will answer those prayers. And what's great is the Lord is going to provide the seed for you to sow. So it's not even off your brow. It's not even like you have to go and do it yourself. But the work you have to do is called the work of faith. Everybody say the work of faith. And how does faith work? Faith works by believing in your heart and speaking with your mouth. Look at somebody and say, this is how faith works. If you believe in your heart and declare with your mouth, faith is in operation. But faith isn't complete. Look at somebody and say, faith without corresponding action is dead. So you have to believe it in your heart. You have to declare it with your mouth, and you have to be preparing. you got to do something with your hands. Can I get an amen? That's why I gave you an offering envelope. That's why you're writing on the envelope. Something's happening in the natural. You're positioning yourself to reap it. 
Are you with me? And so you've got to use your words over the next six, seven weeks, and you've got to begin to declare. And you say, Heavenly Father, number one, I'm trusting you, Lord, that you're going to provide the seed for me to sow. Number two, Lord, I thank you that at this conference weekend, you're going to show me the things about 2024. All the things that you want to say to me. I'm expecting to hear your voice. And you can start finding scriptures and start saying, I know my father's voice and a stranger's voice I do not follow. You start declaring the scriptures that are in line with what you're believing God for. Now what are you doing? Those words are going into your heart. They're promises in the Bible. All God's promises are yes and amen. You're declaring them out of your mouth. Bible says, trust in the Lord and you'll be established. Believe in His prophets and you will prosper. If you'll just believe what I'm saying, prosperity is going to hit your life. But if you don't do it, it's not going to work for you. I'm telling you right now. And so you're going to be declaring, Heavenly Father, I thank you. And you're going to find that even before the conference, the Lord's going to start speaking to you. It's already dropping stuff into my spirit now. For next year. And I'll tell you this, and I got a word to confirm it just a minute ago. That we're going to see increase in the natural like we've never seen. We're going to be building and building and building and building and building and building. We're going to be doing a lot of building. I mean, the whole reason we're going to Kenya next month, Blade and I, is so that we can do a whole documentary on what we're getting ready to do over there. Because the Lord spoke to us last year. He's right when he told us about divine increase. I think it's really interesting. The Lord says divine increase. And then he says to me, I want you to partner with Pastor Gideon and Kender, Kenya and build a church for every one of his ministries. They have 70 churches over there. They're meeting under trees. They're meeting in rented businesses. They're meeting in tin shacks. And the government was going to shut all their churches down because they didn't, they want to put a law in place that if you don't have a brick building, you cannot have a church. We bought the land in Turkana in, in uh, Kenya. And we need to put a well in there and we need to put a church on there. And so I've already got the whole thing mapped out where all the churches are. We're going to go meet with pastors. They've got a school that they started and they need a place for the school. They've got 60 orphans in the school. And so we are, and the Lord is suddenly connecting me with all kinds of people that are funding this thing. Like, where am I going to get the money for 70 churches? Exactly. From him. If he said do it, then he knows where the funding's coming. You just have to say, yes, sir, I'll build the churches. I'm the body in the earth. I'm your hands. I'm your feet. I'm your mouthpiece. This is my assignment. Yes, God, I'll take on the assignment. Where's the money coming from? I don't know. The Lord shall provide. I went up to Tampa just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we went up to some meeting there and we stopped and seen a guy that we know. He said, what are you doing? You know, you're going back to Africa. I said, no, not South Africa, but we're probably going to go to Kenya. What are you doing in Kenya? Well, the Lord told me to build churches over there. He said, well, all right. How much is a church? I said, with the land and the building, probably $20,000. He said, well, just sign me up for one. I didn't even go sell the guy to put into. He said, sign me up for one. I went to lunch with another team of guys the other day. And we're sitting around the table and we're just talking vision. What are you guys doing? And one of the, the guys that was part of the team said, listen, put me and my wife down for another church over there. That's already two. Done. They're already done, guys. 
So it's not about you having the ability to do it. You just have to say yes to God. You have to believe it with your heart and you've got to begin to declare it with your mouth. Right? I'm, I'm, we got to expand on our property. I've already got plans for expansion that I'm working on right here. <laughs> but it's like $800,000 just getting started. So then I was like telling the Lord, I'm like, Lord, you know, I want to win the billion dollar lottery, Lord. I had a real deep conversation with the Lord two weeks ago when the Powerball was two billion, one point whatever billion. I said, Lord, we got to build these churches in Africa. I got to put club pures in South Africa. I got to put like a $30 million thing on my property. I want the seven acres next door. We want to do the thing in Hawaii. You know, all my church people, I want to all have homes debt free. We all need to be driving Bugatti. Just kidding. So I, I said, Lord, I really need the billion dollars. I really need it, Lord. And then the Lord didn't give me the numbers. I was really, I, I mean, and I really used my faith as, as much as I could. I really used my faith because I'm like, Lord, we really, I'm getting older, God. And we've got a lot of work to do here. And I really want to see an increase in finances for the acceleration. So we can do this thing. Let's do it, God. I'm excited. I think it's a good plan. And he didn't give me the numbers, right? But then on Saturday, I had fasted four days. And on Saturday, I'm sitting in my office. And um, I was looking for some pictures on our Club Pure Facebook page and our and I, and I was just going through Pure Academy and Pure Preschool. And I'm just looking at all the pictures of all these kids, all these happy kids, eating, playing, having fun. Just like, if you go and look Club Pure, Preschool, um, and our, our academy and our church, go look at the people's faces. Look at the kids' faces. All the pictures that are posted there. They're shining. They're happy. And I'm looking at all these pictures, like staring intently, what's the best picture for the promotion and this kind of thing. And the presence of God comes on me like overwhelm me. I'm sobbing, looking at pictures of kids on Facebook. And the Lord says to me, they're all saved because of what you have done. And then the Lord said this to me. He said, if you'll reach more for them, I'll give you anything you want. So you don't need to win the billion-dollar lottery, guys. All you have to do is reach more kids for the kingdom, reach more people for the kingdom, and God will. There's there's no limits as to what God will give you, amen. And so we're plugging in, we're plugging in to do what the Lord is calling us to do. It's not just coming to to church on a Sunday morning. Say it's bigger than Sunday. This is just a celebration, celebrating for what God has done Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Can I get an amen? Amen. And so I want to prepare you and position you for the conference. I want to encourage you. Start getting your offering ready. Start preparing it. Let it be a faith offering. Begin to get your mouth in line, believing God. Father, I thank you for the weekend. You're going to speak to me about 2024. You're preparing your heart for it. You're declaring it. You're framing your world with your words. Look at somebody and say, the Lord framed the world with his words. God said it 
And then God saw it and it was good. There is always sound before you see. That means you've got to use your words to create what doesn't exist. Are you with me? So that's how faith works. And I know in my heart that the Lord is going to show you things to come. That's what the Bible says. The Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, when He comes, He will not speak on it in His own accord, but He will tell you what He hears the Father saying, and He will show you what's to come. Amen. And so we're, we're in a position of divine increase in our ability to see, to hear, and to know what the Spirit of God is saying. We're in a season that I'm preparing you for now to see increase in you hearing the voice of God, knowing the voice of God, and obeying the voice of God. Is everybody with me? Awesome. You opened up my eyes to so much more. I saw the scene and shadow. The moment you came down and hit the floor. I feel you're getting